When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes and gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Hey everybody, this is Steve again. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, October 9th we had our third ever uh, Podcart Festival, a celebration of podcasting and art, and we had some amazing guests. And uh, yeah, I thought I'd uh, you know kind of slim down some of those segments. Uh, there's definitely some good ASM art going on out here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so if you're into that sound stuff, you're going to get plenty of it. Uh, but we have, you know, of course, Izzy doing a demo. Uh, Katie Crumpton doing her demo. Of course, we get talking about Halloween stuff because it was our spooky fall festival. Uh, we also have the nerdy bitches showing up for a segment. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Zoom pop-ups. There we go. Um, one of my favorite little tips I learned from a paper folder is so there's the raised edge side and sort of the indented side. Your brain goes, yeah, I should fold it towards the indent side. Uh, the paper person that I used to work for recommended fold it actually the other way and you'll get like crisper folds. I'm not sure exactly why, but it totally works. Uh, this is my bone folder. It is literally a piece of cow bone. Uh, it, these are perfect for getting really crisp edges. They're like three bucks at your local art store. Again, another little trick I learned from a bookmaking class I took is uh, when you get your bone folder, they're really dry and porous. Soak it in olive oil overnight and then wash it off with some Dawn, but the olive oil will sort of create like a nice finish on it. Um, so it's not like absorbing all the dirt and everything from your hands. So yeah, so got this lovely little 
filled piece of paper. I'm gonna move this pumpkin real quick so I have some more space. So I have my big flat piece of glass. I used an old mirror that we had because we had it. Uh, I used to use a piece of faux granite uh, that I just got scrap from um, a counter shop. Like, hey, do you guys have some big chunky? I just want something big and smooth that's non-absorbent to do this. And make sure you get all the dust, cat hair, dog hair, whatever happens, because that'll get in your ink. So yeah, so make sure it's nice and clean. You just want something smooth and clean. So, normally I do this beforehand, but I figured you guys should uh, you guys should see the down and dirty dirt down and dirty business. So yeah, I'm actually gonna fold a couple of these here for y'all. Get them prepped because once I have my inky fingers things get weird. Sorry about that noise. Folding on the, the mirror apparently is quite loud. All right, get a couple of these. Make sure all the folds are going the same way because that will help me. Roll up my spooky skeleton sleeves. I really, really enjoy using speedball inks. I like the color, the consistency, the quality. Um, they are the brands that I tend to use. This is the one for fabric and paper. I like this one because I also do a bunch of the fabric. You guys have seen my tea towels. I absolutely love doing it. It has a great consistency. It works on fabric and paper and is waterproof. So yeah. So squirt out a line. I like to do a line about as wide as like the shortest end of the block. Um, I personally find that that helps with the next portion where you're going to, as they say, draw out the ink. You're going to pull some ink. And you want to try and pull it so that it is slightly bigger than the block you're working on. And you sort of have a reservoir of um, ink you can pull from when it starts to dry out. So just pulling it out. You can go bigger. You still want to go smaller because you want to have like some ni a nice area of texture. We're going to roll this out. And what we're looking for is about the texture of like velvet. So I'm just rolling it out, making sure it's really even. You don't want to be able to like see a bunch of streaks on it. The, uh, the reason you want that is the texture this is on your block is, or sorry, on your, your, your glass is the texture that's going to be on your roller. And what the texture that's on your roller is what is going to transfer onto your block. And that's what's going to transfer to the paper. So as the nicer you can get the ink here, the nicer your prints are going to turn out. So I have got this down to a really nice texture. And you will find some blocks that you carve are going to, all the blocks are going to behave differently based on how much surface area, whatnot. So you will find that some of them you can go much heavier with the ink or you even have to. Some of them you have to go a lot lighter because um, some of them are going to look better with more detailing. Some of them are going to look more better with like just more ink. This one I know because it's got a fair amount of surface area. I can go pretty heavy with this. So I don't have to get totally super fine on the ink. So get a nice uh, draw on my roller and gonna roll on there. Basically, you're just gonna do like one or two passes on the block and then go pick up more ink. Cause otherwise you're just smearing the ink around on the block. You're not actually getting a decent coat. 
and the first time you pull a block is always like an experiment. You figure out like where you need to put more ink, where you got to do less. I've done this one a few times, but also the first time you pull it in a day is always a little bit different than the rest of the pulls because you're inking it up for the first time. And then as I'm transferring ink onto this block, I'm of course pulling ink off of here so I can come up to my little reservoir and I can work some more into that. Make sure his little tails and the pastings. All right. And when you set your, your roller down, you always set it down edge side first because it makes less of a mess, but also you never want to store them roller side down. They're kind of a soft plastic. I have lots of rollers. Um, or sorry, they're sort of a soft rubber and they will actually get like flat sides, which makes pulling the ink really annoying because it's not smooth anymore. So always store them uh, bar side down. And it keeps them out of trouble that way. Sometimes they like to wander. So yes, so I have my lovely card. You want to pay attention to what direction your card is opening when you lay it down. One of the fabulous things about printmaking is everything is sort of everything is inverse and backwards of like what you would be drawing so like when you draw you draw a black line and you're drawing it the way you see it with this you're carving a white line you're taking only taking things away and it's going to print the mirror image so you have to sort of take that into consideration when you put your cards down and this card is the same size as this block which can be both awesome and annoying when you put it down you don't want to move it because it's going to smear um, so once it's down, even if it's crooked, just, just commit to it because a crooked one's going to look better than a smeared one. This is called a brayer. Um, this is an actual brayer. This is for applying even pressure to the block. Uh, these again are like seven bucks. This one happens to be Speedball brand again, because they're, they're the guys, they're the, the affordable and quality consistent. I did not have a real, real brayer forever. I used a wooden spoon for a long time. Wooden spoons work great because you can also like get a feel. And again, like as, as you do more printing with your block, you'll know where you need to put more pressure. Like does its face need more pressure or do you like pick up too much of the background like noise? You put more pressure there. Um, again, this one's pretty straightforward. So I can do a fair amount of pressure. All right. And then when you pull, you want to pull straight up. Because again, if you sort of if you move it, it's gonna smear. So like with the cards, I even like to like open it up and sort of hold down the middle until I get there. So there we go. We have the very first pull for greeting cards. I you can see I didn't get quite enough ink down in here, but it still looks fabulous. I love just the quality, the way the ink lays on there. When it dries, you can even like feel it. Like just raised on there and it just has a whole different it just is different than other kinds of printing and I love it. And what's great about doing cards is you can set them up to dry or you can be all fancy and this is just a uh, like a travel clothes hanger that I got. I hooked it between two of my shelves. I can take it down when I want to, but just keeps keeps those cards and prints from uh, from getting in trouble. It holds like twelve of them. Again, that's also from the the Evil Bezos app. Again, if I could find them locally or 
from literally anywhere else, I'd probably do that, but you know what? I mean, convenience and physically being able to get things delivered. So yeah, so, well, I guess I should have shown this before. So yeah, so pretty much all the ink got pulled up that time, but it is still damp, and that means this time I don't have to put as much ink on the block, because there's already sort of the sacrificial what's on the block on there. And yeah, while I'm rolling, I know I have a lot of this texture in the background, which is super cool. I don't necessarily want all of it to come through. I am not a perfectionist. I like some of the little carvings on the side to come through. Sometimes you don't, though. Sometimes you got a design you want to be super clean. If you do have one of those, there's a lot of options you can have. You can roll it up and then like go through and clean it before the ink dries. And in that case, you definitely want to either add... Um, an ink retarder. Don't get offended. That's what it's called because it retards the drying process. It slows it down. Uh, you want to be careful with those because they can like dilute the ink and make it more transparent. Uh, or you can use like a straight up old school oil-based ink and those take days to dry. So plan ahead. But also those are extremely permanent and give you that flexibility of like being able to like, manipulate the block more. If you're doing something with like a bunch of colors and you're not using different rollers, like you're doing like a rainbow on one color, um, the oil ones are re a really good way to do that. The other thing you could do is cut out a couple of paper forms, um, like stencils basically around the main area, put that down, then ink it, and then you can pull those up and your back area is nice and clean. Um, people who do that, you basically have to throw those away after almost every time you use them. But the people who do that, people do that a lot for if you're doing um, a multi-block print. So like if you have, like if I wanted to turn this into a multi-block print, I could literally like carve out a whole nother block with a background, like around the dinosaurs that I would lay on top. So, so many options with printmaking. Gonna line this up. This is the part I am the worst at. <laughs> if you find you're just really really bad at it or it just gives you way too much anxiety i recommend get uh paper or cards that is significantly bigger than the block you're using or just use you know smaller blocks whatever and uh just trim it when you're done just you know get a big piece of paper block it it's crooked cut it so it's straight um also doing things like uh, this particular design is called a vignette because it doesn't have a background it doesn't have a border uh, vignettes are much more forgiving of imperfect print quality and this is why like fine art prints are so expensive is in reality they're probably doing six or seven for like the one that is good enough to sell as a fine art print so there's a lot of waste uh Usually they're cut up and used for other projects or sold as seconds. But, uh, yeah. There we go. Very nice pull there. Lots of good colors. I said lots of good colors. Sorry, lots of good textures. Um, you can see on this one, I'm not sure what's in it. I apparently I did move it a little bit on the tail. It's a touch blurry. It's not too bad. I notice it. Most people probably wouldn't notice it. That also could come from I might have had too much ink on the block, and that will sort of give you fuzzy edges. So in that case, what I will do is we'll clean it up a little bit. So with these blocks, uh, this is linoleum mounted on basically particle board. Not the sturdiest stuff in the world. It does not like water. The linoleum's fine. The particle board does not like water. So the best way to clean your block, you don't want to use a very much water at all. You just give it like a light spray with a spray bottle. And 
give it a good scrub with like a paper towel. And paper towels really are just the best for this because sometimes there's more ink, sometimes there's less. They're very malleable. Um, washing wet ink, like if you're using a rag or something, a uh, reusable rag is a real pain in the butt and leaves residue all over your washing machine. So this is one of the few things I use that's not totally reusable, but yeah, and it does a really good job. It doesn't have to be perfectly clean. You just have to have the chunks of ink out of your cut areas. So yeah, so we can do another one here. So we got enough ink. This one will be a little bit lighter one. Also, guys, this is uh, this block is uh, Love is Not Extinct. It is in my shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com. I have a whole bunch of cards on there with the block printing that I've been doing. Each one's hand, uh, hand cut and hand pressed. No two are ever exactly the same. Um, I also sell them as fine art prints. I use this really, really lovely actual block printing paper that's super thick and archival. All the inks I'm using are archival. Um, and I even have this um, tea towel. So if you need some like kitchen towels, reusable, they're totally usable. This ink when it's dried and cured, which I send them out dried and cured, um, ready to be washed, dried, used, and abused. Line that guy up. And this is a hand pressing. So there are like a million different kinds of printing presses. The ones most people are familiar with are huge. They're as big as this table. They have a big roller. You can address the pound for pressure and you run things through. Uh, wood blocks don't do so good with those because it's like too much pressure for them. There are also smaller like hand press machines, which I am absolutely looking at to try and get, see, if, see how I like the results because I've never really used one. But they're sort of, it's sort of one of those, you can get one that's very likely going to break for like 40 bucks or you're going to spend like 500 bucks. So yeah, I've been waiting. And there we go. We got another lovely dinosaur print there. So clip that up, get him out of the way. So now I've pretty much used all this ink. So if I was going to keep going, I would um, just add more and keep using this. Uh, if it starts to dry out, so like I'm in an extremely dry climate here, it's only like 6% humidity most of the time. Um, you can use your, with this particular kind of ink, because it is water-based, you can give just like a light spray. You don't want to add too much water, because it'll, it just doesn't work. But um, you can just add like a half a squirt or a squirt and sort of like get things moving again. It's getting too viscous. Uh, but I'm going to clean up. I'm going to show you guys my, how I clean up, because this piece of glass is really big, really heavy, and really annoying. <laughs> But also this way uh, doesn't use a ton of water, which is great. So I have a little uh, paint scraper, like a palette knife. I usually use plastic on here, but I couldn't find my plastic ones today. So we'll use the metal one. And the first thing I'm going to do is just scrape as much as I can. And if you get like distracted or like have to like, oh no, I put way too much ink down and I don't need it all today, whatever. If you have enough here, you can, you can totally save this, like get a little water, uh, sorry, water, uh, airtight container, like the little ones for like saving acrylic and oil paints from the, the craft store, like a little tiny Tupperware, something like that, um, and stick it in there. And then the trick is get a piece of saran wrap, plastic wrap, and like push it against the ink even in there and that will keep it from drying out for at least a couple of days you can also do that with acrylic uh ink 
So scraping off pretty much all the stuff I can like scrape. Not going too hard because again, it's a piece of glass. I don't want to put a bunch of scratches in it. And then I can get this relatively wet. And again, this is a water-based permanent ink. So I can do this with oil base. You do have to use some sort of solvent. When I was in school, we used simple green because it was less toxic and did a really good job. Uh, if you've ever used simple green, it's it's not as bad for the environment. It's still pretty harsh stuff. One of the reasons why I, I sit there too much, and I won't lie, my studio down here doesn't have very good uh, very good ventilation most of the time. We're I'm underground and we're in snow country. So, so yeah, so just a couple of paper towels here, and my block is clean, ready for another day. My table is clean, ready for another day. And I just got to take the roller over to the sink because this I do want to get completely clean and you got to get like in between ink loves to hide like right here and it'll actually you'll get so much ink in there. It'll make a little point like start carving into your new ink. It's weird. I don't know. But yeah, so yes, that's block printing. I want to show you guys sort of my cleanup things. I've had a couple of people ask and it's not that hard and it doesn't require that much. So yeah. How's everything going over at Podcard Festive? I don't think he can hear oh, me. I'm glad you asked. No, no, I can hear you. Sorry, I always had to take myself off mute to make it make any <laughs> sense of this shenanigans. Uh, yeah, Parker is doing great. Thank you, Izzy, for that amazing demonstration. And of course, that amazing skeleton outfit, which I'm also donning. Oh, no, we're matching yeah. and whatnot. Uh, whatever, That's it funny. happens. <laughs> Well, we got a few minutes until uh, Katie comes on. Uh, of course, Katie Crumpton, uh, Katie Crumpton Art. Um, I think it's KT. You know what? Uh, she's got an Etsy page. She'll talk more about it. I, she she has a incredibly clever <laughs> name of it. It's like K-T-E-A Crumpet dot Etsy or something. I don't know. But she's going to come on. And uh, in the meantime. I'm going to come join you there at Podcart Fest. All right. See you in a bit. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now yeah so that was untidy venus <laughs> aka izzy of untidyvenus.etsy.com as i mentioned in the chat um, you can use promo code EILFM or any other promo codes that you may know out there that get you certain discounts. They're out there. They're like magic. Um, yeah, we got Katie coming up. Uh, we got any questions in the in the chat room? Oh, Katie just said hi. Hi, Izzy. <laughs> hey, Katie, what up? Yeah, let us know if you have any questions or, uh, you know, let us know if like our, I don't know, our sound may be off. Like I said, we had the live stream problems a little earlier, but 
getting them taken care of and it seems to be working good on our end at least so let us know if that's not the case on your end we want this to be a great experience check out all the moves down below you can meet the artists directly in their booths you can go straight to their websites and check all their their inventory out uh you know obviously in these times our artists are struggling guys it's just how it is we're trying to get everybody out there get the main thing is getting through the algorithm so people can actually see these amazing pieces of art and that's what we're trying to do. Trying so hard. So hard. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get a few of these amazing artists out there. But yeah, check them out. Down here in the booths. Uh, they'll be on throughout this whole live stream and everything as well. Again, we got Katie coming up. We got Cage's Kiss slash Videorama podcast coming up after her. We have Cheryl with Firehorse Designs will be joining us shortly. Uh, Hanai with Kobo Studios. Uh, Director Gerald Varga. We have uh, uh, Liz and Heather with the Nerdy Bietches. Uh, their podcast yeah. um, and then uh, yeah wrap it up with uh, Saruti of Weird Vanity uh, guys uh, so many great things again the booths down here check them out um, you don't need to be listening to me the whole time well maybe maybe you want to I don't know maybe maybe my voice just does that for you I don't know probably not yeah I don't have one of them voices really unless, unless I have a cold apparently when I have a cold I have a pretty sexy voice I don't know yeah maybe not worth it though uh and now we're welcoming Izzy back to the show. You always have a sexy voice. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so Katie's not with us quite yet. Sorry, we're passing the earbud oh, stuff hurry. around. But uh, Podcard Fest, guys. It's our spooky fall festival. Whoa. So I'm, I'm ready to see what all the artists have for their uh, their outfits. Should be, oh, yeah. Should be intriguing. Costumes. Hey, Steve, since we're waiting on Katie. Yeah. Do you need... Some spooky cookies. Oh, hold it close to you, maybe. Here, here, let me try holding it close. Nope. Maybe I. The algorithm's got it. Hello. Uh, here, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys read that? Okay. All right. Okay. All right well, Katie's joining us. We'll do that a little later. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got some cookies. All the all you ASMR fans, uh, we got that coming for you. And uh, welcoming Katie to the booth here. Katie, make sure you turn on your uh, your video and unmute yourself. <gasps> there we go. <laughs> Welcome, Katie of the Art of Katie Crumpton. Welcome. Thank you. So you look amazing. And you've got your candelabra and everything. Thank you. You guys look amazing, too. I love your skeleton jammies. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> jammies forever. <laughs> nice. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. How about you? Pretty good, yeah. Nice. What you got? What you got going on there with the candelabra and whatnot? So I'm obsessed with the paranormal, and so I decided this year I was going to be a ghost. I'm a big haunted mansion fan, so I have a candelabra here to set the spooky mood for today. And I have a lot of spooky artwork to share with you guys today. Yay! Spookies. <laughs> So I'll start off with um, some books that I actually just recently got published. Um, I was working with a publishing house called Capstone, and they have a series of spooky kid chapter books called Boo Books, and I worked on two. One is called Library Alive, and it's about a girl named Celia who's walking around a forest and she sees a random library sitting in the middle of nowhere. And all the books 
uh, all the characters in the books come to life and there's trickster characters like Loki and um, Maui and Anansi and they're causing her uh, trouble through the book and other characters are coming to life and um, I wanted to share one of my favorite illustrations that I did. She's getting chased by a gigantic spider. Ah, yes! Nice. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> is that like snakes falling out of one of the books? Yeah, there's like bugs and a lot of crazy <laughs> <public> things. <laughs> oh my amazing. god, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the next one um, is called Dark Water Magic. And it's about a, a squid... Um, or he's an octopus, but his name is Dr. Calamari. Um, and he's a magician and a child octopus gets pulled unwillingly into his magic show. Oh, yeah. so this is fun. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And you can find those at, um, Barnes on the Barnes and Noble website. And they are also on Amazon as well. Nice. See if there, I think we got to order some Boo Books. Yeah, see, that reminds me of, uh, I used to work for a website called Boo Books, um, but <laughs> the spacing was a little different. It was boob space books. Nice. <laughs> but boob that's definitely books. much much better for children, I think. Yeah, <laughs> books, so. Anyway, what else you got? <laughs> boob jokes achieved. Where, where did this hook come from? Oh, no, no, no! <laughs> Well, today, um, anyone viewing this can get free shipping on my Etsy shop if they type in SpookyFest21. If they use that code today, they can get free shipping, and it's domestic only because shipping outside of the U.S. is, like, super expensive. So, um, but available on my Etsy, I've got um, holographic stickers. A popular one is my black cat. I have buttons. These are just a few, but I have a lot more, and I'm displaying my spooky ones today on the show so my crow and sunflowers my creepy moon why is creepy moon not a sticker yet i know i need to get on it because he'd be a great sticker and then of course my watercolors and my jackalope for anyone who collects like crystals and tarot cards and stuff i have little baggies they're made out of velvet and i made the design and I got it printed through a company called Spoonflower. And um, some of you might have already seen these in my past uh, live streams, but um, they're nice and soft and sturdy. And I have uh, two available, the stars and the moon and stars as well. I also have some of my favorite spooky prints to show you. Like uh, I, have, I have a few witches available. My bumblebee witch, my sleepy time witch, and she's count. She's casting a counting sheep spell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I keep having like malfunction issues. When <laughs> you get you like a like a hat pin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a sun version of this, but I I did like a little chart of moon themed witchy items a mock-up of a book cover that I did uh, for my agent. It's not an actual book, but I had fun playing around with font. Um, this is available as a print as well. <laughs> I use Procreate to do a lot of my uh, artwork, and I like making my art look uh, traditional by using a lot of chalky and textured brushes. 
Sometimes people actually think that I'm traditional. And while I do like working in pen, inks, and watercolor, especially around this time of year um, because of the spooky, fun challenge, drawing challenges, um, but primarily I, I am a digital artist. So cute. Thank you. I threw in a little sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> and then these few are from one of my um, Inktobers uh, a few years ago. So I did all these in um, watercolor and um, pen and ink. But of course, these are just printed versions. <laughs> I love Creepy also- Moon. He's so good. Thank you. I love him. Like, let me know if you guys think he would be a good as a plushie, because I was actually thinking about making a creepy yes. plushie. Yes, do it. Awesome. And that ghost, the little <laughs> spooky ghost would make a good plushie, too. Thank you. I want to do more ghost content. It's funny, I'm a children's book illustrator, but I'm always listening to either... <laughs> paranormal podcasts or true crime podcasts while I work (laughs) as is tradition (laughs) this is one of my favorites um I did like a paranormal map and I've always wanted to um work on a map and so my agent gave me uh the idea to make one um and so we have the mystical mountains and then the magic shop the Sleepy Stone Cemetery, UFO mm. Sightings, The Shifty Sea Snake, <laughs> one of my favorites. I love his face. So shifty! <laughs> Don't trust him. <laughs> and then Levitating Lighthouse, Cryptic Cove, Haunted Manor, and The Vanishing Village. I love it. Thanks. Also, Steve, doesn't that sea snake still owe you five bucks? Yeah, yeah. About tree, so about tree fitting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sea monster themes. I love doing spooky little sea creatures. Yes. And then I love drawing rabbits. I have this theme going where I'm I'm drawing a lot of uh, rabbits in creepy forests. I have um, a few others um, with that involve rabbits in the forest that are available on my Etsy shop. I don't have all my spooky stuff with me. I just have like a few. Um, for anyone who wants a spooky unicorn. Ooh, it's got a pentagram on its butt. Yeah. <laughs> the evil version of, or he's not necessarily evil. It depends on what you want him to be. Um, it wasn't my intention, but um, if you want like a spookier version of treats, you know, treats my, uh, for anyone who doesn't know treats, he's my chubby, cute little unicorn with, that eats donuts that Izzy named. <laughs> I guess I couldn't think of a name. And <laughs> so he's treats now. <laughs> and now we have got the sticker. Um, where the print version of the sticker I showed you guys. Paper that I use is like vellum. It's like the Bristol. So this is just like a, uh, just a accidental print. It printed on the wrong paper, but my prints are actually much thicker than this. (laughs) (laughs) I started trying to draw skeletons and stuff because I always draw cute things. And so I'm like, I'm going to like spice it up a bit. (laughs) Yeah, spooky skulls. (laughs) And then one of my favorites 
um, even though it's not necessarily spooky, I still feel like it fits with the theme if you like, like, mystical creatures and flowers and all that. So I've got my jackalopin uh, roses. So cute. Thank you. <laughs> and, oh yeah, so along with spooky season, I've been trying to do more spooky things. Um, and so I went on a ghost tour in San Francisco for the first time, and I just wanted to give, like, a shout-out because that was really fun. Uh, Ghost Adventures is actually looking for ghost tour guides. If you guys like ghosts and, uh, need a job, they're looking for more tour guides, and I would love to do it, but I don't have the time because of all my projects. So just throwing that out there for any of you in the Bay Area that need an extra job. But yeah, that's all I have today to share. Excellent. Yeah. So where can we find you? So I'm available as Katie underscore Crumpton on Instagram and Art of Katie Crumpton on Facebook. Those are my two most active uh, art accounts at the moment. All right. And where's your uh, Etsy shop? It is a Katie Crumpet. So it's a clever, like Steve said earlier, it's a clever, um, (laughs) play on my name like t and crumpets so it's the letter k t e a underscore crumpet um and that's where i am on etsy and um if it's easier just go to my instagram and my etsy link is on uh my bio excellent i honestly love the kt crumpet so (laughs) (laughs) it's just hard to explain to everybody like no no, it's k T-E-A, like K-T. Like, uh, okay, okay. So, you got any big plans for Halloween season? Like, uh... Yeah, what uh, are you doing for spooky season? So, I'm just visiting, like, haunted sites. Like, I went to Alcatraz recently. I want to go to the USS Hornet. Um, listening to more spooky sh- uh, shows. Um, and... Yeah, I haven't really thought of any other thing yet. I don't know what I'm going to do the day of Halloween, but do you guys have any fun plans? Oh, well, we've been doing uh, 31 days of Halloween movies. Um, we, we've we been watching Halloween movies. One of our fellow podcasts had a challenge. It was watch 31 movies in the month of October and try and get 20 haven't seen movies. So we, uh, we went and dug up the Hammer movie collection and ordered yeah. the DVD. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, Hammer was big in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, late 50s to late 70s, something like that. Yeah. And they did like the knockoff horror mo- movies of like all the Universal monsters. So, sort of like low budget, like they use <laughs> same actors, same sets for pretty much every movie, whether it's Dracula or Frankenstein or. A lot of uh, Christopher <laughs> Lee and uh, Peter Cushing and, mm-hmm. you know, some of those guys. But back when they were, you know, just, just heartthrobs. Absolutely. <sighs> <laughs> couple couple Bond girls thrown in because you know uh, what, what what I'm fighting with uh, with the Hammer movies. You gotta you gotta get the three Bs. You gotta get British blood and boobs, mm-hmm. and that is about it. <laughs> it's actually not as bloody as I was expecting either, but it's but it's yeah. pretty pretty gruesome. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we've been really enjoying that. Uh, we went to a haunted maze. We thought it was a corn maze. Turned out to be a maze maze. Um, like chicken wire and chain, it chain was cyclones. And, uh, yeah. chain, no, sorry, it was the 
the chain link. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was actually super fun. We went, we were the only ones there in this whole like acre thing. It was on a trout farm. It was raining. <laughs> it was raining. There was thunder like a city over. So that was, we didn't get electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, yes, Steve had to do a lot of ducking because he is a giant, but it was, it was really fun. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Like we don't know what we're going to be doing. Halloween day. Heck, we've been talking about doing a a road trip out to Yellowstone or something. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I got work. (laughs) Oh, I've been meaning to send you two. Uh, We're here in Ogden, Utah. The Ogden Ghost Tours are going this year. Oh, on uh, 25th Street or whatever? Yeah, they don't start till 10 p.m., but that might be something fun to do one night. It's way past my bedtime. I know, right? We're so old. (laughs) (laughs) If it's on a weekend, maybe I'll just sleep in and get a few beers and maybe I'll be fine. Right? Figure go down, have a couple beers, go on the ghost tour, go home. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Roosters right down there. We'll be good. Roosters in Utah. Anyway. <laughs> uh let's see, we got some got some time until uh Cage's Kiss slash Video Rama joins us. Uh do you want to try some snacks or something? Katie, do you want to be here while we try some uh some compare some Trader Joe's Halloween cookies? Yeah. All right. Uh, you get those ready. I'm going to. Are you turn the background off? So yeah, turn the background off so people can see what we are doing here. <laughs> we love Trader Joe's. We are those people. I realize not everybody has access to Trader Joe's, which is so sad. But yeah, we. I have some Halloween cookies. I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, I actually bought these last year, and they ended up in the back of the pantry. <laughs> Excuse me, and never got opened. So um, I think they're going to be just fine. But yeah, uh, so we have some tra- uh, pumpkin flavored JoJo's, which they do have this year. We saw them. We have from this year, uh, they have every year the Halloween JoJo's, which is basically like spooky Oreos, but Trader Joe's version. And we have uh, petite pumpkin spice cookies, shortbread cookies with pumpkin spice and yogurt coating. So yeah, so we're going to compare. Now, <laughs> all three of these are not the type of cookies Steve would purchase himself. Nope. <laughs> So I'm choking on my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Took that last swig. It was a little chunky. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't showing up earlier, but uh, I have been drinking out of my Ouija cup. That's awesome. It's huge. It's like 20 ounces. <laughs> All right, so we're going to open up. I'm going to completely destroy the resealable package because nothing else can happen. This is regular for everybody, right? <laughs> the whole box of it. All right. Let's eat pumpkin. There's like two colors of frosting. Ooh. They got little sprinkles. They sort of they're they sort of have the look and feel of like a or, uh, yeah the the frosted cookies. circus cookies. Yeah. Steve's going in for the taste. <laughs> <laughs> you animal. Does it taste spicy at all? A little bit, but I mean it's oh. frosting, so yeah, it's sort of like um. If you took a ginger snap and dunked it in the frosting from the circus animal cookies, yeah, 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 I, I enjoy it. it. Yeah, it definitely has like a ginger snap flavor to it. Give me another one then. <laughs> I <mean>, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like ginger snaps, I re- and uh, the animal circus cookies, gotcha. I recommend it. Yeah. Did you want another? And which ones are no. those? This is the petite, petite pumpkin spice cookie. Nice. Yeah, I am gonna finish that. I'm just like I'm trying to not talk with my mouth full. All right, next we have the probably a little stale, but still completely sealed pumpkin flavored JoJo's. And they do have these this year. So apparently, let's see what. 
ready for wheelbarrows to haul out the hay bales. The harvest has been bountiful. It's brought forth uh, Trader Joe's pumpkin flavored Jojo's crispy pumpkin flavored cookies with cream filling sa sandwiched in between. Autumn never tasted so good. Something you can eat by the sleeve. Always good. <laughs> <laughs> Always safe. All right. Okay, so apparently these are, again, a spiced cookie with cream filling. All right. And they look like the year-round JoJo's. Like, they have the same just sort of Hydrox sort of style cookie <laughs> around it. Steve's gone in for the taste. Oh, okay. These crumbs. They're not stale. They're actually good still. Yeah, yeah, they can last a year in the cupboard. Yeah, actually, less pumpkin spicy on the cookie, I think, than the um, petite pumpkin cookies. Yeah, we'll show but definitely you get like a little of that like like cinnamon and nutmeg flavor. And then yeah, like the regular Trader Joe's uh frosting. Yeah, and I'm surprised it's not stale. Like even the uh frosting and stuff in the middle yeah. is nice and these taste like a bottom nice. this week. Yeah. So it did it did Those say preservatives are working well. They're preservative freaks are from Trader Joe's. Oh well then never mind. Oh, sorry. The thing did say that it was still good through like June, so I think they just like pack them well. And then finally we have Halloween Jojo's. Ooh. I love these. I get these every year. They're basically Oreos, but without the Nabisco, uh, having to boycott right now because they're forcing their their employees to work way too much. Apparently, people are passing out on the line, and they just drag them out of the way and keep going. So, yeah, uh, Nabisco's on boycott. Don't cross the line. So, this is a great alternative. Now, these have little spooky faces on them. They usually have, like, four or five different faces and different kinds of... Yeah! Um, yeah, chocolate cookie, vanilla cream filling. The vanilla cream is orange for these guys. These should be just exactly the same as the regular JoJo's. They have year-round, which, honestly, I think are a very good alternative to the, the Oreos. Steve's got in for the taste. Yeah, basically tastes like an Oreo. I mean, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Oreo, so it's like, yeah, you really get that, um, what do they uh, call it, charcoal for the uh, and texture and color? No, I don't know. No, it's not that bad. You can definitely um, get some chocolate on these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you yeah. can get more chocolate, like cocoa flavor off these than you can off a regular Oreo. Mm -hmm. Like, would we call an Oreo a chocolate cookie? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think these are really good. I, I like these a lot. Yeah, not bad. The cookie's like not as hard as an Oreo. Like oh, no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It, sorry, what I missed, but uh, it is better than an Oreo. But it's in that vein. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the better version yeah. of it. Yeah. If you like a frosted sandwich cookie, do it. And these are nice and spooky. Yeah. So, yeah, Steve, of the three, what's your favorite? I'll say I did have three of those petite spice cookies or whatever. <laughs> but hey, I also really like the, uh, the, pumpkin, the pumpkin sandwich cookie, too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's go with the petite spice cookie. Why not? Mm. Pro the proof's in the uh, having three of them <laughs> like before any of the other. So, yeah. How about you, babe? While I like all three of them. No, um, while your mouth's full. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love circus animal cookies. Like, I can't buy them because they become a problem. So I really, really love that this is like a ginger snap version of that. Because I love me some ginger snaps. I also really like Oreos and yeah, the, I don't know. I like all three of them. There you go. I will probably return to Trader Joe's this month and get all three. Get all the pumpkin. Get, get more of them. They all look so amazing. You got any uh, Halloween treats over there on your end? 
Unfortunately not. I was going to go get some uh, Halloween-themed Reese's, because Reese's peanut butter cups are my favorite, and yes. I didn't have time, so unfortunately no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go to Trader Joe's for sure now, because those cookies look amazing. Yeah. No random candy corn growing <laughs> out back, or anything <laughs> As I say, uh, Steve's favorite is the, the fall mix with the mellow pumpkins and the those candy corn. Those mellow corns. pumpkins are pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. We're the people who eat the candy corn. Don't worry, trick-or-treaters. We would never share that with you. You're That's not right. You're not good enough it. for it. We could get you, like, I don't know, little licorice nibs and uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever's around. Cozy rolls. I like cozy rolls, but you can get like 5,000 of them for like four bucks. I'm in. <laughs> I don't like Tootsie Rolls, so y'all can that. Well, we have a little Cameron Kitty come to join us. She's in her Halloween costume, too. All <laughs> orange and black. Spooky. Halloween kitties. Where's Poe? Uh, she is sleeping on her chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a new chair with a new pad, so guess who has to call it hers? <laughs> <laughs> And there's a peanut butter pizza. Uh, this is the uh, <laughs> pet cart fest, I guess. And, uh, pet cart fest. That would trend. Oh God, that would. Yeah. <laughs> Show us your pets <laughs> and your art. <laughs> oh, anybody have any uh, questions for Katie? I'll uh, check the message boards here. Yeah, if you guys have questions for the artists. Type it into the chat. We're going to do our best to check it. We have like lots of screens open right now. <laughs> so Katie, what made you want to become an artist? I've always loved drawing ever since I could remember. I remember being like three and just like drawing all the time and I never wanted to be anything else. And I'm super stubborn even when people are like, oh, you should come up with a plan B. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> like career day, I was an artist and um very headstrong about it so I didn't know specifically what I wanted to be until I was in high school and I thought that I wanted to be I, okay I was like really into anime and manga and I wanted to become a manga artist <laughs> that didn't happen but later I kept getting recommended to look into children's books and so uh I started looking into that and I've always loved picture books ever since, you know, I mean, well, kids generally love children's books, but even like growing up, they're just like so adorable to me. Like I love going to the children's book section and looking at books and stuff. And, and so I decided to pursue a career in that. Yeah. But I also love drawing other things on the side. Like, um, I like doing artists, art licensing where I do designs for products and stuff and um and making my own like buttons and magnets and stickers and stuff on the side outside of doing children's books so yeah that's how I that's my artist story <laughs> nice. do you have any other uh like uh, I, I know I know we know you from doing the uh the the festival circuit and all that and that's kind of slowly coming back did you have any upcoming festivals or fairs or Mm -hmm. uh, online events anything you're going to be a part of not at the moment I would love to do more shows in the future um but I've been so like busy on uh projects I'm not gonna lie I've been a little bit burnt out so I'm not looking for shows at the moment but I do have a few in mind that, or well there's one in mind that I do want to apply to be a part of so we'll see how that goes but yeah yeah 
Nice. And uh, one more time, where can we find you online? I understand you have an Instagram and whatnot. I do. So it's Katie underscore Crumpton. And um, I'm Art of Katie Crumpton on Facebook. If you go to my Instagram uh, page, uh, you can see my link to the Etsy shop on uh, my bio. And today only you can get a free domestic shipping if you type in SpookyFest21. And the code is also in my uh, Instagram stories as well. SpookyFest! Excellent. Well, thank you, Katie. And uh, I guess you'll also be down in your booth down in the uh, down here. <laughs> so go check her out. Go say hi. Go check out her website. Buy all of her stuff. Go smash the likes. <laughs> yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I didn't click on leave yet. <laughs> Yeah, no worries, no worries. I'm just like, I'm just like wait, do I boot her out or how does that work? No, I'm just Let me click the button. I'm sorry. Bye. 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 Live, baby. Yeah. We're all uncut. That's right. Who's coming up next, Steve? Well, coming up next, uh, we got Cage's Kiss slash Videorama podcast. Um, I know you can find them on Twitter and Facebook facebook and possibly instagram at cages kiss or uh, i know on twitter it's video rama p because that's all they could fit in or somebody else already has video rama podcast or something but yeah check them out um it's uh linda donnie and adrian uh three amazing podcasters they okay so with cages kiss they went through the entire nicholas cage uh filmography filmography that's the word it was like chronologically that's not a word um and uh we we joined him for a couple episodes and of course we're huge fans of Nicolas cage so we check him out there got to meet him and all um then they ran out of nick cage movies oh, no. thanks rona um so then uh they, sorry then they um uh kind of spun off into the video rama podcast where they take suggestions from their listeners um you know they're like oh i'm looking for a movie that's you know spooky but not bloody or you know it's usually a lot more like uh, uh i want a movie that stars a porn star but it's a yeah, porn <laughs> exactly and they're like oh yeah we got a suggestion for you if they talk about that movie we joined them for uh cobra because mm-hmm. it started a porn star <laughs> sylvester stallone and they've uh, they joined us for a few so uh yeah great peeps yeah, um, we've also been on a bunch of the Nick Cage ones. Oh yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yes. d- during that uh like 2005 to two th- or uh, 2015 to 2018 period, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to join him for episodes, and we're like, hell yeah, oh, we'll yeah. join you for like, God, I don't remember which ones we did, like USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, or whatever random. Oh, ones. didn't we do uh uh. No, no, uh, no. New Orleans Portocal. Um, oh yes, uh, uh, Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant Portocal, New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> guys, that movie. Hey, if you have a that podcast movie. and you want us to talk about a Nick Cage movie or Congo or Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. we'll be there. Like, or really, no anything with needed. a dinosaur on it, oh, anything yeah. with an ape in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will do ape movies. Yeah, we do ape movies hard. <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot, they may be having issues. Let me uh, hit them up. Wouldn't be new. So, guys, we are doing this podcart fest from our newly redesigned podcast nook. We have a nice, comfy couch here, so we're more comfortable, um, which is why the kitties have been coming and going. And I keep looking off screen because there's kitties in the windows. Uh, we have our lovely old blue eyes here behind us. Um, and uh, oh, our brand new Camp Crystal Lake 
little banner there we got in a mystery box. So yeah, uh, feel free to like us, uh, Everything You Learned From Movies, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. On the Facebook, we do Facebook Lives when we get things like mystery boxes. We pick up like movie mystery boxes. We get uh, DVD mystery boxes from our local DVD store. We still have one of those. And they will do 20 movies for $14. And on special holidays, it's buy one, get one free. Guys, it's it runs the gambit. It might be full of bible movies it could be the life and times of joseph smith the mormon guy it could be just seven copies of the dark knight we never know <laughs> maybe the whole dark knight trilogy you don't know <laughs> that only happened like three times but can we open a one and it's really dumb and really fun and then if you join our patreon at everything i learned from movies over on patreon you can get some of those movies every holiday we send out movies to people um, and if you uh, ever want to be a guest, uh, sometimes if we're doing those movies, we'll just send you the DVD because we have quite the collection going. Yeah, we, we do make content. People don't usually see it because the algorithm completely suppresses everybody. But yeah. And then uh, I haven't been as active over there. My apologies to my fans, but I am everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I have my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I am going to get back into doing the live sales. I'm going to have seconds, one-offs, and some special deals going. Probably going to do that when, like, like the second to last weekend of the month or something. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes out. We'll be doing that. I also have a Patreon. And the reason why I've gone to Patreon is not just so I can get your money. Haha. Uh, Patreon is where you donate every month as little as a dollar all the way up to as much as you'd like to donate. But what I really love about Patreon is it's about getting content to fans. It's not about hiding content behind paywalls and algorithms. I mean, technically it is a paywall, but if you just, you know, you donate, you're going to see everything from your person. And so I've, been putting more energy into there because I'm just tired of having to fight the algorithm. I'm sure everybody is. Uh, I personally am feeling really, really, really defeated. <laughs> but that's my own problem. You own shall overcome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've been updating that like once a week. I have a sticker of the month club. I have a print of the month club. Um, I have just, everybody has access to all of the posts as little or as much as you want to donate. I don't keep that stuff behind different paywalls. I, I just want to share content uh i haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot of art stuff but you get to see things like my office flooded so i posted pictures of that the cleanups that involved that uh my pet my pets in costumes you know that's the kind of stuff you really want to see right yeah. Um, but yeah, when we have new products like my brand new Gary the uh, Gary the Unicorn enamel pins, the Patreons got to hear about that first. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Do you have those to show us by chance? Oh yeah, I can run and grab those real yeah, quick. Yeah, go grab a couple. Yeah, check us yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, these uh, Gary the Unicorns. We're planning on making a lot more of them, uh, but you know, first one's got to sell. But they're so cute. Uh, you know, just adorable little little unicorn guy. But uh, we got. A new larger version with even more sparklies. Uh, we have a Pegasus version and the extra spooky one. It's a skeleton just like us. <laughs> yeah, but you know, unicorns, so adorable and a wonderful little, uh, what are they, like 30 millimeter or something like that enamel pins. Uh, we don't make them, but uh, we design them and we know somebody with a forge and uh, they take care of it from there. And it's it's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, check out all the booths down here. Sorry, you see all the, <laughs> all the behind the scenes stuff. 
Uh, but yeah, check out all the booths. You can see some amazing art from our amazing vendors. Uh, you'll see them throughout the day. Um, just checking to make sure because video Ramos be having some issues. Uh, worst case, oh, here we go. All right, guys. So those of you familiar with Gary the Unicorn, he is my little logo. I had him as a regular in Hamilton before. So we have a new version. He's a little bit bigger. And he is uh, hard enamel now. So he's the smooth enamel as opposed to like the bumpy enamel. But yeah, uh, so he's still got the full glitter body. He's just a little bit bigger, a little bit heftier now. I also have Pegasus Gary in a lovely sparkly blue. Pegasus Gary has wings. He's got uh, green eyes and purple hair, full glitter body. So much fun. I love those little wings, little chubby Garys. And then our Halloween Gary, guys, uh, with glow-in-the-dark bones. Yeah. <laughs> so you can sort of see, I guess, that, that angle. You can see the, the glow-in-the-dark's a little lighter. Can you charge him up? Sure. Entertain the people. Yeah, so Sue's going to charge him up. Uh, fun fact, glow-in-the-dark, you can charge up with your phone really quickly. The, like, LED lights work really, really well on most glow-in-the-dark stuff. Uh, so yes, we'll charge him up real quick, and I can hit the lights when Steve is done. Yeah, he glows really, really good. Like I am beyond thrilled at how well he glows. I uh, got the red hair, gold horn, red eyes, little happy teeth. <laughs> All right, you want to hit that light? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that may be. And then, <gasps> glow in the dark. <laughs> 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 see even that's how bright it was like with other lights and stuff yeah on, with so. like the window with the curtains open and stuff so yes Gary's. uh yeah we we love gary here like i said he's my mascot he's gone through many transformations the joke is all the unicorns are named gary uh after when it started because i had a childhood unicorn my parents listened to a lot of npr when i was a kid so i named him garrison keeler um because I was that kid, uh, my mom just referred to him as Gary, and from then on, all the unicorns were named Gary. And then it didn't help that in a Simpsons episode, they called the, a unicorn Gary, and that just sort of, like, <laughs> yeah. affirmed it. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we have a whole bunch of Gary designs. These are the first three. Jump on and buy some Garys. The more we sell, the more we'll make. Indeed. We have so many ideas. We have a pumpkin Gary sort of designed. We have a witchy Gary designed. We have a winter Gary designed. I think we got an Elvis one. An yeah, Elvis got... Gary, Marty Gras Gary. Yeah. Oh, Marty Gary. Yeah. Marty Gary. Uh, yeah. So dot com. Guys, you may be wondering, oh, who wants enamel pins? Everybody wants enamel pins, and they're also small and portable. So it's like. Let's say you keep a couple in your pocket or whatever when you go to like an event and somebody's like, oh, I got you a gift for the holidays. You're like, I got you a gift too. Let me, oh, I think it's, oh, it's in this pocket. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Here you go. Boom. You got a couple incredible, durable, beautiful enamel pins at the ready. Untidyvenus.etsy.com. Boom, boom, boom. Check out all the moves. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, it looks like Videorama, may, we may be having a time zone issue or something like that. All right. Um, do we want to play the Nerdy Bitches segment a little early? I think we could. Okay. Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here, we'll pop these out real quick. Ooh. One moment, and we'll have Liz and Heather with the Nerdy Bitches podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guys, if you don't know about Nerdy Bitches, they are really, really fun. They talk about movies. They 
sometimes they read uh, erotic fan fiction sometimes they review books uh, they do all the fun nerdy things they talk about D&D I think in their past episodes they've got some uh, like live D&D it's been edited down in that but yeah if you're into all the nerdy things um, they're fabulous Yeah. thank you guys so much thank you everybody for coming and joining the podcast fest we're having a good time we hope y'all are having a good time hey this is Heather hey this is Liz we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. For those of you who do not know us, uh, we are super excited to be a part of this Podcart Festival. Yes. And hopefully, because I'm a participant, I will spend less money. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so why are we here today, Heather? What are we doing? Oh, well, I thought we'd give everybody a chance to kind of hear what a little sneak peek of kind of what our podcast is like. So we gave ourselves a little topic and we're going to shrink down a, a podcast to a little mini-sode for everybody. And if you're not familiar with us, again, we're Nerdy Bitches Podcast. That's our logo here. And we are two geeky ladies who podcast our way through pop culture. We cover movies and books and events and all the, all the gossip. I guess, in the pop culture world and all the fun stuff. And we have been doing this for almost seven years. Actually, I think this month is the anniversary of our first recording. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, fancy. The first recording or when we released it? Oh, when we recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) It took a little longer to release. But yeah, so, so we've been doing this for seven years and we have a great time doing it. We've had uh, our friend Stephen Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies, who hosts this awesome event on our show many times and have been on their show many times. And it's always so much fun to just, you know, get to know other people. And we have such a strong community that we have built through podcasting and just just getting to know people around the world. It's it's fantastic. I love it. It's my yeah. favorite thing. So, All right. Um, so in general, uh, since we are a podcast, you're going to be able to find us on most of your podcatchers, um, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, those type of things. Spotify, <laughs> yes. uh, Amazon Music, we're on, ooh, we're even on Audible now. So if you're an audiobook fan and you want to just swap back and forth between your new recording of The Lord of the Rings put out by Andy Serkis, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, and a little bit of Nerdy Bitches accent. We had a whole month of Hobbit last year, so. Just... Yeah, so you can stop your Hobbit to listen to more Hobbit stuff, is what you're saying. All right. I just got invited to do another Hobbit episode, so. Yeah, that sounds like Liz's afternoon, but not mine. <laughs> it actually was my afternoon. I'm listening to two Oh, towers, okay. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, but you can always find us over on our website at nerdybitches.com, just so people can like, like, just to let you know where you can find us, and you can go and uh, look in our archives for any old shows uh, with some details behind it. Yeah, we um, have over 200 episodes out, so you can pick just about any topic, and we've probably done something on it at some point, so, especially if it's a, a big nerdy fandom. Yep. Nerdy fandoms. So. And we generally recorded those, then. Yeah, sometimes more than once, you know, it happens. But uh, you know, you know what my newest, latest, weirdest nerdy fandom thing is? Uh, that is TikTok. You did this to me. I did, and I avoided it for so long. I avoided it 
for years, I guess. I don't even know how long this thing has been a thing. I didn't believe it when it was Vine and somehow I'm into it now. Uh, Yeah. Like, like, you know, we do, we do a lot of Twitter. We're real strong on Twitter. We do some Instagram a little bit. And you know, that kind of stuff. But like, I was like, Oh, I don't understand what TikTok is. We're not really video people. Like we don't, we're not young. Like we're not young. You might as well just call it spade a spade at this point. Yeah. No, we're not young. And so it just didn't make sense to, to get into it. And I don't even know. I, I guess, I guess what I was, I somehow got into Instagram reels and was watching some different cute, either dance videos or dog videos or dancing dog videos or, you know, I don't know, something random. And then I was like seeing a lot of these had TikTok tags on them from, you know, that they were clearly carried over from one to the other. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just go in there. And, and at some point I, <clears throat> this, this is what happened. I found a, um, I found an inflatable costume on Amazon last summer because my sister and I were talking about since it was pandemic and we need to social distance and we want, but we still wanted to get out and like be out in nature, but not deal with humans was we were going to go get some of those inflatable T-Rex costumes and go walking in them, which sounds perfectly logical in the Texas summer heat that we would actually do this. But as I was on there, I found a different type of inflatable animal costume and immediately got a video idea in my head, which I'm not going to share here because someone will steal it. But this is how I got on the TikTok. I was like, that would be the perfect venue for this particular bit of madness. And uh, yeah, so I had grand ideas. And then I posted my first TikTok video was actually, if you remember for my birthday last year, or maybe it was the year before, I'm not sure now, uh, you sent me something that you found online and it was going to be amazing. It It looked amazing online. (laughs) It was amazing online. And uh, if you would like to see this bit of madness from what you ordered versus what actually showed up, <laughs> you can go to my TikTok, which is at Nerdy B Liz. And you can see that it's my very first video and it's hilarious. And it had like 700 views. And I was very excited about that. Yep. And then I don't know, I have a lot of ideas and I had uh, recently been diagnosed with ADHD, so I don't have a lot of execution <laughs> with those ideas. That actually makes TikTok perfect because that's the thing. It's like, you know, I've mentioned before, I can't watch YouTube. I hate watching videos and stuff. It's just, I'm not going to sit for 35 minutes and watch somebody's video um, yeah. unless it's on a very specific topic that I like in I Google search, you know, like I want to learn how to replant a pot or something, you know. Yeah, I've got a three-minute tension span tops. And even the three-minute is yeah. sometimes iffy. So, and usually I like to do two or three things at the same time. So I thought video was just generally off the table for me. Um, however, I can watch TikTok and just sit yeah. down and, and go through it. And, you well, know, TikTok becomes a bit of a rabbit hole. So you do have to be careful. Uh, I had a day where I wasn't feeling great yesterday. And so today when I woke up, I was still a little under the weather, but I was like, all right, I'm going to just ease into my day with a TikTok video or four hours worth of TikTok videos. By the time I really kind of woke up and went, oh, yeah, probably do something other than this. No, I, I totally see how that can become a complete uh, time suck. Um, um, and the thing is, the funny thing is, like, it's 
whatever their algorithm is, it's a very strange concoction of literally just reading my brain waves. Like the first night I got on there, I was in the midst of like, how do I repair my credit? How do I bring in seven sources of revenue? And how do I clean this weird thing in my house? And like, those are the things that popped up knowing nothing about me having like said none of this out loud. It's like, I don't know. It's that, what was the machine from Batman and you know, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Riddler makes the thing and you go in the thing and it just reads your brain. It just reads sure your brain wave. Yeah. That's what the ticket to talk has done. It just reads straight into my brain waves. Um, Cause it always seems to have exactly what I need. And then I find that it has taken me some places that were unexpected things. I didn't, I was learning things about myself based on, I guess, what videos I watched the longest. Uh, so that's fun. So so, okay, so what are the algorithms that are clearly picking up based on what you've seen? Uh, I would say that I fall into, right now, uh, book talk is very big for me. I am uh, at the end of writing my first book, working on getting it published. And so lots of write, lots of readers, lots of writers, authors, whatever on there. So that's very big for me. Um, Gen X talk mm-hmm. apparently is a thing. I'm a big fan. Uh, because we don't give a flying anything. I'm not even sure if we're supposed to be clean on this thing. So I'm gonna try to keep it clean. Uh, we uh, we just don't care. And it's great. And I love it. And I don't think we've dropped any of uh, don't. I don't think so. But you know what? If you tell me I can't swear, that's when it happens. I know, happens. I know, I know. They didn't tell me we couldn't, but I didn't ask either. So <laughs> I'm gonna try. Uh, but if you want to hear the actual bombs, please come listen to our show every episode. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so, okay. Books, sometimes the cleaning thing comes up, but it's always these people who are like soaking this stuff in a bathtub, like making nasty soup out of things that were supposedly clean. I'm like, oh, I need to strip my laundry. All of it. You know, you can do that in your actual washing machine. They always show we do it in a, in a bathtub. It's like, yeah, because I just want the bathtub to have all the ink and, you know, dye in it. It just yeah. looks grosser that way. Yeah, yeah I think that's fine. But it's, it's fascinating. Um, and then some other ones have come up that I was like, hmm, I'm not sure why Primal Kink Top keeps showing up on my thing, but it does. And I'm, I'm concerned and a little curious. So Yeah, yeah you originally sent me like a slow-mo of just uh, Keanu Reeves looking awesome, you know, and I was like, yeah, I liked it. So then I followed that thing. And so every once in a while, I get some weird, uh, weird items as well. Um, I noticed that my algorithm has switched to DIY. I have no idea why, because I don't necessarily DIY anything. Uh, cleaning, which I like to look at and go, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. yeah. I, or um, I'm going to buy that product and yeah. then never clean. <laughs> never. Um, and, uh, and the comedy ones, you know, so. And, and the only ones, by the way, I don't watch for more than 30 seconds. If it becomes 30 seconds, I end up scrolling past, unless it's a Key and Peele sketch, sketch mm. which is funny because, like, it's just the right length of time for me to watch it. But I don't like to watch, like, the shows on uh, the reruns of the shows because 30 minutes is too much. But, three, but three is fine <laughs> for Key and Peele. I, I, I have sketch comedy brain. Like, I, I can stick with with like otherwise I have to be in a mood to do it like Paul keeps mm-hmm. like do you want to sit down and watch this last episode of what if and I'm like no not yet like I'm not like 
I mean, he's yeah. probably already watched it, but that's okay. Yeah. But I like have to like I need to sit. Like I need to sit with it. I can't just like it can't just like happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the nature though of TikTok. So I you've tried to make some content. I've tried to record my dog doing fun things. Uh, my dog doesn't do fun things, so it ends up just being me a picture of the stalker mom just like, look at my dog sleeping, you know, and and then what am I supposed to do? Um, put that in against some kind of uh, popular music of some sorts. Uh, yeah. By the way, those songs are the most annoying songs ever. And they're like, we're just going to keep playing them over and over and over again. Yeah. So I was uh, I was babysitting my niece and nephew uh, two nights ago. And we had done a little bit of artwork and their new kitten decided it would be fun to get up on the table and knock over my water glass, which then ran across the child's artwork who mm-hmm. immediately has a meltdown. But from the corner, I, I hear the other one going, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> too much. Now, I watch a lot of dog TikTok. So the, you know, and, and I watched the, um, people groom the dogs. I don't know why. You know, I was watching dog grooming today, but yeah, I've made several videos and like, I, I did a couple that I thought were really cute that actually have my nieces on it. Cause anting is a, is a big part of my spiel in life. And I have found that TikTok hates kids apparently because I have a video that's literally just me recording the sounds in my front yard which was horrific, by the way, because it was the loudest chorus of cicadas you've ever heard, plus some psychotic birds, plus an oil well they put up across the street and like a bouncing basketball, just all this stuff. And me just like losing my mind, like this is the inside of my head. 750 views on the cicada video. The cutest video in the world of my five-year-old niece who calls the Golden Girls, four Nana Cathy's on the loose and wants to watch the four Nana Cathy show. So cute. 30 views. Yeah. The algorithm uh, discriminates it's, it's against so children. Yeah. I did one of Madison talking about how Tweety Bird's an asshole. Um, no. 19. Well, 19 views. And I was like, hmm. That's so I, I don't know. I, I watch content. I don't... Um, I don't create it as what I found. However, you know, just so you know, that the artificial intelligence that uses these things, they actually, um, uh, they have to be closely monitored because bias gets amplified with artificial intelligence. So any kind of like stereotype that starts showing up, it will continue to amplify and amplify. And they caught some things that were um, wrong pretty quick. There's, there's been some real problematic stuff that's yeah. been going on over the last couple of months with it, for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, there is, you know, acknowledgement that they find it and they fix it, but it's an inherent problem with AI and machine learning. So I hope that um, they could get to the bottom of it. And I'd wish they'd catch it before other people caught it. But, you know, um, at least address it immediately, because it's the only way. That's why, you know, remember the Microsoft Twitter bot that went out there and turned into like a racist, like uh, anti-Semitic Twitter bot, uh, because they had it learned. And he was on Twitter, which is the ground, which is just like sewage, you know. <laughs> and I do. Love we're, we're, on, we're on Twitter all the time, so you I know. Love Twitter. We're part of we're part of that garbage spill. 
big part. <laughs> we're not we're not part of the racist part though. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, you're like, can you stop talking? <laughs> so, so tell me, has uh, has TikTok made you buy anything yet? I keep buying weird shit from TikTok, and you know it's crap. So I bought like some special like makeup melting balm. Um, oh, was it the Junco? Well, okay, I couldn't buy the brand name. I was like, any of these brands will work fine. <laughs> so, but at least it went to go like, this is a completely different technology. I'm going to try it. And um, I have some uh, slipper things in my, um, uh, I've got some slipper things in my checkout box that I haven't, I haven't checked out yet. Yeah. And I bought the three for one bra, which is not the greatest, you know, but. Yeah, I, uh, I got the Wild Pure Beauty Glove. The exfoliating glove that's supposed to, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was very. Can you excited. use your phone while you use it? I did not. Uh, no. I, I thought about it, but I also just got a new phone. And so, last thing mm. I need to do is drop it in the bathtub at the same time. It's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I was like, oh, I'm so excited about this. And when I did it, I wasn't, wasn't as impressed as I thought I would be. But I also realized one, I tend to exfoliate anyway, just because. I'm an old lady and that's what we do. Um, But I think a lot of times in these videos, they've got people like rubbing off fake spray tan and that's why it looks so, but it did actually do a a really good, like I'm very smooth and very silky right now. It's delightful. Um, I have not purchased the other things yet. I've been the Junco maker up or off stuff has been popping up a lot lately. And the, what is it? The eye brightener pencil, that Muna. I want one of those. And then the one that I almost bought, almost bought when I very first got on, because it was on like every third video was that weighted hula hoop. Hmm. Really, really thought about. I will destroy um, something in my house with the weighted I assumed I would knock out a niece or a nephew. Yeah. Possibly a dog jumping up at the wrong time. I don't have the square footage for a weighted hula hoop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true mostly i just end up seeing videos of other guys working out I'm like i'll just watch that that's good yeah, that's fine like, that that hurt his back doing that and i'm just watching the day when he hurts his back yeah anyway okay so that's that's pretty much the world of tiktok but if you don't want to waste your money on tiktok you could support nerdy bitches podcast here uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good that's a, here's a segue if you want if, instead of buying shit you don't need on uh tiktok here's a place Waste to buy shit you don't need money on our store uh we do we actually have our own merchandise we have our nerdy bitches podcast branded merchandise so we've got t-shirts and tote bags and mugs and blah, 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 all the things but we also have curated other artists who actually know what they're doing, their artwork, onto our site. And i see if I can actually, can I share? I, I'll share right here. Okay. share. Okay. You you sharing? It? Yeah. There we go. There it is. See, here's our, you can see, oh, look at this. Godzilla loves kittens. I have that art print as well. Yeah. Oh, um, look right there. There's my Nerdy Bitches Friends one that I designed. The white one there in the middle. Oh, yeah, there it is. Nerdy Bitches in the Style of Friends. Yep. And so you can find us on uh, Public on our Nerdy Bitches uh, podcast, but it's easier to link there from nerdybitches.com. Yeah, uh, it's nerdybitches.com slash store. 
and it'll take you straight to our site and anything like we've got some good shady pines and yeah. There's your, there's your official nerdy bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, sure. There you go. So in I case you need don't it. be a salty bitch as a face mask. It's actually delightful. Wow. That's great. I have another one that's fantastic. It's a golden girls one that I got off of there and it says eat dirt and die trash. So, <laughs> that one's fun to wear out. So. All right. Um, let's see. And, um, okay. Oh, the other way that you could support our show, if you think we are remotely funny, or if you'd like to pay for us to get funnier, that's great. You can go to patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can be one of our delightful patrons and we give you shout out on the show. And I send out, uh, buttons and stickers and all sorts of fun things. And, we just did our first patreon pick last month with our friend kitty uh we did battle bots so that was a lot of fun yeah and uh yeah so all right that is where you can find us and right now we are doing our um we're we're a little late we had some life issues come up so we're doing our my monthly my birthday month we did heather's back in april with mm-hmm. Keanu Weeks. So we have a whole month about Keanu Reeves. And this month we are doing uh, Gootober, which is all Steve Gutenberg movies because I can't help it. I love him. He's awesome. Yeah. So our first episode with Police Academy just came out and we have more episodes to come. So And look for um, some cameos from uh, Steve and Izzy from everybody, everything I learned from movies. Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves show. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is it's a mouthful you guys <laughs> yes, yes, yes. everything i learned from movies uh you'll see you'll see them because they did join us uh for for the hot trash that is police academy mm, so good so good <laughs> all right see you guys bye uh don't worry heather nobody gets the name right every time <laughs> everything i learned at the movies that's right Everything I learned while going to the movies. Ooh, let's put our put our background back up oh, here. <laughs> yeah, thank you, nerdy bitches. Yeah, so yeah, guys, that was the nerdy bitches. Yeah. Right, that, was, that was creepy. I'll stop doing that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we we appreciate it. Yeah, so guys, yeah, support the nerdy bitches. They're super fun. They're wonderful ladies. Yeah. We, we enjoy them even when they don't get our podcast name right <laughs> yeah they got the patreon they got the instagram they got the yeah, all the major podcatchers age of radio yeah mm-hmm. we they're good people check them out mm-hmm. and excuse me yeah i think the episode they dropped yesterday was the police academy one is yesterday oh, the day before i just listened yeah. to it this morning though so had to be pretty soon and uh now guys we're gonna do a quick i'm just going to stop the recording real quick and